Hi, it's Tony Silva and Charles Wiz, and this is episode 105 Two Teachers Talking. Charles and I get together to talk about teaching English in Japan and all the complications, frustrations, and fun that uh, we have doing that. And um, today we're having a little holiday party. Uh, Thanksgiving is behind us, and uh, the holidays are coming up. And uh, actually, kind of return to the, the premise of the show. Um, you know, when teachers aren't working, they're usually talking about teaching. And we're just going to kind of kick back at the end of the year and talk about things that happens, ideas that we've had, um, odd events, disasters, um, whatever. Just kind of kind of take it loose and uh, without one big topic. So you know, get a drink and sit back and relax. Well, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of, I feel like the students, you know, where you're kind of lost, where you don't have the topic and there's no guiding yeah, Nothing. Nothing happened this year. <laughs> nothing happened this year. Nothing was taught and nothing was learned. And no, right? That's okay. End of show. And, oh, well, okay. So we're kind of reviewing, I think it's the end of the year. And I think a lot of teachers do that, maybe uh, more so at the end of the semester, at the end of the academic year. But for me, it's always end of, you know, the the, the real year. And thinking back over what went well, what didn't, what worked, interesting stuff. So what should we start with, Tony? Interesting stuff, failures, successes, you know, anomalies, things that just seemed really unusual, which is what an anomaly is. What do you think? Well, let's see. If, if we're um, um, looking back, um, I I came up with a, as you said, <laughs> looking back at the end of the year, started thinking and I came up with a, an interesting observation. Um, you've been, both of us have been teaching here for a really long time. Yeah, a lot. that's a good way to put it. Oh, a really a long, long really time. Really long time. Well, I'm getting on 30 years, right? For me, it was close. 30 this year. Yeah. So, and, uh, and I was projecting ahead a little bit and it's like, you know, how many years left and things. And I realized that it's very likely that by the time that I retire, I will have taught over 15,000 students. Mm. Which I think, is a pretty big number. <laughs> yeah, I think I once calculated it at about 14,000. Yeah. It's amazing, right? Mm -hmm. It's amazing how many... Well, I don't know if I've taught 14,000 students. I know that there have been... Right, 14,000 students have been enrolled <laughs> in, your in my classes. classes. <laughs> and I don't even want to think about learning... <laughs> Yeah, well, that's another that's another story all by itself. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, well, I think if we talk to most teachers, I, th I was talking to a, a colleague of mine, um, Roger Bird, who used to be a professor at um, San Francisco State University, American Studies prof, and I think he came up with that number to somewhere in the you know easily ten thousand. He figured mm -hmm. over his entire teaching career, I think more than to the thirteen, fourteen thousand. So maybe there yeah, I'm, that I'm over I'm over ten now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, we're not going to go into the methodology of how you came up with those numbers, but <laughs> <laughs> once we estimate how many classes we teach a week and how many students and over how many years. So, okay, so you figured out that you've taught about 14, you're going to teach about 15,000 students. And what came out of that? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just, <laughs> just a really an big number. It's kind of interesting kind of thing to talk about. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, tiny, tiny little things, right? 
Um, and next year you're teaching more classes, right? I have one. Uh, you, you, you're baiting me on this one. You're baiting me on this. I have a an extra cl- class that I have to teach. Yes, yeah, and it's a uh, it's a uh, it's f- what's the best way to say it? It's a uh, it's fraught with things. Uh, it's a special class that has to be taught for freshman students of introduction to education or elementary education. And, uh, yeah, they just added onto my teaching load and I'm not too happy about that. Mm. And what's really weird talking about, you know, how many students we've taught, I figured out that the school is having me teach a class, even though it would basically, they could have some part-timer come in and teach the class and it would cost them something like, uh, let's see. 150,000 yen. Well, it would have have cost them something. Right. But, you know, given the fact that there are teachers retiring and the retired teachers don't get replaced, you know, it's so, you know, they'll save, let's say, like eight, nine, 10, you know, million yen. So that's how, um, that's why I said, don't get me started on it. Hmm. But it kind of was a way of, uh, you know, just thinking about how teachers are treated again. And the what I consider to be, I guess, something that's kind of part of Japan is this real lack of respect for people's time. But, you know, yeah. So, yes, I have another class. And uh, your point is? <laughs> no, nothing. I mean, we're, we're just, we're just, we're just uh, shooting the breeze, right? But, yeah, uh, yeah. I just about, wanna... you, know, you just mentioned, like, you know, Japan, Japan. And we did um, back... Uh, in uh, 2015 October, we, we had a whole episode on um, uh, Japan exceptionalism, right? Mm. And how so many different, how many things are different here. And you know, again, you know, looking back at the year, I kind of noticed, realized that um, it seems to me, anyway, uh, that I've gotten better at controlling my temper. Uh, just. Uh, not letting myself get too far down that um, emotional path, and largely by you know um, <laughs> the movie Chinatown. Remember, Jack, it's Chinatown. Uh, it's like, yeah, remember, Tony, it's it's take a deep breath. It's Japan, and it's like you know, just you know, just let it wash off. Just let it go. It's like you don't don't continue to engage. Just. There's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. Losing your temper is only going to worsen the atmosphere. It's going to take an emotional toll on you. Just, just walk away. <laughs> just let it go. Just turn it off. Well, how often do you really lose your temper? Um, this year I have. Well, I don't know. I don't lose my temper, but I can feel myself getting there. And that's what I'm saying. I haven't lost my temper in a long okay, time. Okay, so your blood pressure gets throttling it back, right. right? Okay, so you, your blood pressure goes up. Right, you start. You start getting. You know, there's you know, whatever it might be in the classroom. You know, the lack of responsiveness. The you know, just not listening. Um, you know, not doing push, the homework. Pushing your butt. Well, that's. I don't. Uh, I'm, that does, I'm not going to. You're beyond that one, huh? <laughs> yeah, I've given I'm up not, on that. I'm a, other more, you know, direct, blatant. Just like ah, it just really kind of gets your goat. Like, well, what like, really hey, gets your goat, Tony? I mean, uh, that's, that's, not, we don't want to go there. Yeah, we do. You talked, no. asked me about you know my new class, so mm. you know which was not a positive. I thought so. Come on, what gets your goat? 
Um, we're well, just like, you know talking, like said, just not listening, not paying attention. Oh, you mean when they space out or do something else? Or well, they're, they're, they're just totally disengaged. They don't, you know, they're sitting in a seat in a classroom, but there's like no awareness that they're in a classroom during a class period, not before class, not after class, but just like just totally not there. It's just yeah, that's probably the thing that drives me nuts. Mm. That's funny because I had I had something happen with a student about a week and a half ago. Where that was exactly the case. Student comes into class, sits in the last row, in the back, in the seat next to the door. And I have the students, they're supposed to do, um, you know, we do extensive reading in class. I get 20 minutes of extensive reading. It's a listening reading class. And I look and I notice that the student's not doing anything. So I go back and ask, I say to the student, where's your, you know, graded reader? I forgot it. Okay. And I see the student doesn't have a textbook. So I say, where's the TOEFL textbook we're using, you know, that we're required to use in the class? He says, I forgot that. And I was just, you know, I looked at the student. I said, so why are you here? What's the point? Right. And I got very upset because it's exactly what you said. Just, you know, doing nothing, just... And the student wouldn't even come up to me and say, excuse me, you know, I forgot the textbook or I forgot the graded reader. Is there something else I can do? If I hadn't said anything to the student, they just would have sat there for 90 minutes. So, yes, I can. Like that. Kind of <clears throat> like that. Yeah, that that's hard to that's hard to uh, maintain, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I've just gotten better at it. I, well, when you say gotten it, better, hmm? what do you mean gotten better? I've gotten better at it. I mean, you just don't talk to the student, you don't say anything, or you say uh, something, but you're calm, or... Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm better at controlling my emotions in that situation. I can I can deal with it on a more rational basis rather than personalizing it. Or you mean taking it personal? Exactly. Personally? Okay. It's not me. This kid would have done this in any other class, too. Right, exactly. It's, it's, and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, you can, you know, it's, as I, you know, you know, obviously punishing that that individual too, but it's not going to change. He's that he or she is going to be the same next year and the year after that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah let it go. Yeah. It's not, not my yeah. problem. Yeah, I just actually said to the student, I just said, "What's your point in being here?" I say that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're an existentialist, <laughs> but right, um, at the same time, you know, Thanksgiving and all, I have to before this gets into a, a session. Um, I have am very very thankful uh, for many of the classes that I have, and I've got you know, a couple in specifically that it's just a joy to teach. And uh, you're in the room, and there are students there, most of them really trying to learn. Mm. Um, a kid staying after class, and this is this is even not, not one of the classes that I was thinking about, it, but it just happened yesterday, um, where they've got this very very you know, pointless uh, homework assignment that I, I can't help not doing because it's a co coordinated program, blah, blah, blah. Um, <clears throat> and I, you know, I just checked, you know, the kids are pretty advanced. They're good. I just checked to see if they did it or not, right? And then, you know, you did it good. And after class, the kid comes up and like, excuse me, can you check my homework? You know, she wanted me to go over the everything that she did and tell her what she's doing wrong, check the mistakes and things. It's like, yeah <laughs> oh yeah i'll do that it's like um and kids kids like that and classes like that that um are there and they really want to learn um yeah it's one of those you know experiences and i had you know a few times a week i get this it's like it's really just makes it really happy that you're a teacher right mm. very rewarding yeah i had 
It's funny. After this one student, I had this problem with the student. The next day was one of those wonderful days. Ah, that's nice. Right. It was, it was yeah, you know, regression to the mean and all. Mm. Um, but I teach a graduate class. It's a World Bank program. So I have students who have our government officials in infrastructure management who come in and they want to do, they're going to do a master's. And I was showing them the reference management system because I'm supposed to teach the, uh, you know, English for academic purposes and all, as well as the academic writing course. And so we were working on reference management and bibliographic management st tools. And there's one that I like very much called Zotero, which allows you to put everything together. And I was explaining that to them, and I could just see that they really were understanding how this was going to save them a lot of time. I was able to show them you know, what is basically magical what, you know, compared to when we started, where if you open up a PDF through this Zotero reference management app and you can use any PDF reader and then you highlight whatever it is you want to highlight, afterwards you can set the Zotero to extract the, the highlights mm -hmm. and your notes into the notes section. And it was just great to watch people's eyes light up and they went, wow, okay, I'm getting this. Mm. And one of the students came up afterwards and thanked me and just said, you know, you know, you know, professor, that what you're doing is you're helping us in, and you're just because everyone's so stressed out and scared about how to write their master's thesis. And it's these kinds of things that you do that really help us and we mm. really appreciate it. So that felt really good. Mm. And then uh, um, in my last class of the day, this was, this is, you know, talk about watching your temper. I noticed one of the, this is an advanced class. It's a general ed writing class. And I've never taught one before. This is my first year teaching the general ed writing class. And I noticed one student was kind of surfing on his MacBook Pro, right? <laughs> so, and he's not from Japan. And, you know, he's doing something. And I, I, after class, I said, excuse me, I don't mean to be rude, but I noticed that you were, you know, checking you know, the internet out what during class, and I want to make sure that you're not bored. And he said, oh, no, 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 professor, it's no problem. He's actually, I've tested out of this class. I don't have to take it, and I actually come because I think what you're teaching is really valuable and helpful. <laughs> so I thought, <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't scold that kid for it. Uh-huh, <laughs> you know? uh -huh. But it was just like, it was, he knew what I was covering, but that was really a nice feeling because it's been a while since I've gotten that kind of feedback, except from, let's say, my ze my seminar students. Mm -hmm. But what I was, it's a long story, but yeah, it f that after that, I was said, ah, oh, now I remember why I got into teaching. Mm -hmm. Because for so long, my experience overall has been what you describe, you know, students who just don't care. Mm -hmm. Right. So well, anyway. there's, a, there's all different types. Yeah, I had... Uh, yeah. It was. Uh, it must be getting on. Maybe it's already ten years ago. Maybe not that long. I'm not sure. But um, I went uh, at at uh, Osaka University it went, when it used to be a guy die. I had a student who um, took my class and then came to me the next year and asked if she could sit in the class again for the second year. Mm. Says, Doesn't that feel yeah. good? Yeah, <laughs> and it was and that year worked out great because it was, it was a very small class, and um, she was uh, her level was significantly higher than any most of the other kids in the class or anybody else in the class, and so I had my own little uh, teaching assistant for the whole year. That was really it was very very enjoyable. Yeah, I think it's 
When you were talking about by the time your teaching career finishes, you'll have taught 15,000 students. That's a really different feeling than knowing that you've helped build 15,000 houses or 15,000 cars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't get to see the, the results of our work usually. You know, you, you, for for better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good point. There, I didn't think of it that way. Okay, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Right? But yeah, with the house, you see that that door does just hang right. It's like, oh man. <laughs> but that's a lot easier to fix. That's a lot easier so, yeah. to fix than a a lesson that's gone astray. So, I think sometimes that's part of the the job that's hardest for me is not being able to see results except where, you know, when you say something like, you know, I do know that this will be helpful for you in the future. Mm. But then I think, did you ever see um, Peggy Sue got married? Uh, yes, but I don't remember it. Okay. Too well. well, but you remember, so I think it's Kathleen Turner. Anyway, at one point in time, so she's gone back in time and she's in the middle of her algebra class or something. And she just slams the book closed, stands up and turns to the teacher and says, I know from life experience that I will have absolutely no need for this. <laughs> and then walks out of the class. <laughs> uh, but that feeling of, uh, really trying to believe that what you're teaching is going to be beneficial and helpful. Yeah, at the, at the kind of the other end of the spectrum, I have like an interesting case this year in one of my classes, and I haven't had one of these before. So this young lady, <clears throat> um, you've got a dog. You know dogs. Well, I you have know, a dog. You know how some dogs um, are okay, hand shy, and they'll... You, you go to pet them, and they, and they just they're, 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 they'll be wagging their tail, and they'll be obviously like tightening up and afraid, and they're kind of like half growling and dancing, and they don't know whether what to do exactly. I got a kid like that. Um, she's uh, wait. So you're describing her, not yourself. <laughs> yes, you yes, yes, yes. I'm okay. describing her. I'm not anything like that, uh, <laughs> as far as I know. Um, but. Uh, she, I, I, I talked to her once sternly, and she straightened up after that, oddly. But it was, it was bad enough that I actually had to tell the director. I says, I, to, there's something I need to talk to you about because she freaks out, and I go, oh, no, 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 I don't, I don't, I'm not asking you to do anything. There's nothing you need to do. I just think you need to be aware of this situation that I have, I have one of these students in my class, and because you don't know where it's going to go, or what's going to happen, right? Mm. Um. Because I, you know, I don't know. She's, she's. I don't know if it's a problem with me, a problem with school, a problem with men. Um, but for the first half of the year, she's just sitting there scowling. And what's really odd about it is she's with a a group of students or friends, a group of friends. They all sit together in the front row, <clears throat> front two rows, and. Um, they're, the friends are just cheerful, and well, one of them sleeps sometimes, but the other ones are cheerful, engaged, and they do whatever they're, you know, they're told, they're active, they speak English. But this girl will, um, was almost never speaking English, and it's not that she didn't understand, because when I would talk to her, she would verbally, I mean out loud, just translate everything that I was saying into Japanese. She would not respond to me in English. She would respond to me only in Japanese. 
and put them in groups for discussion. She would almost never speak English. And whenever I would come up to talk to her, her face would immediately go into that scowl like she was going to bite me. <laughs> Definitely feral. <laughs> and um, I said, this is very unusual. And so I, I had to talk to the director about it. And then um, was it, maybe it was the very beginning of the semester. And I said, well, I can't do another 15 weeks of this. And so, yeah, and the groomer says, listen, uh, this is discussion time. You're supposed to be speaking English. You're disrupting everybody else's lesson here. Everybody else is here. There's only one reason here to be here, to learn English. If you're not going to do that, then you're in the wrong place. You need to leave. And, and that was, the, in that time she said, I understand. <clears throat> and since then she's been better. Um, I wouldn't say she's back normal and by the, you know, by the rest of her class, but she's definitely better. Um, but I'm also, I'm very, very cautious whenever I, you know, call on her or, you know, ask, you know, I'm walking around, you know, engaging with you know different groups and discussion so forth and so on um so i'm very cautious but she has improved but i'd never had one of these before i've had a few of those i've had a few well, how did you handle it well naturally with my incredible charm and grace i won them over and they became fluent english speakers <laughs> 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 i'm trying to think uh one was impossible to deal with and in fact was a pl plagiarized and uh, i think I've that was a gift right? <laughs> well no this was somebody who just obviously hated the class was always mm. scowling and then she plagiarized and then refused to admit that she plagiarized even though yeah. i showed her the original which was exactly like hers mm. and um there was nothing to be done there was nothing to be done uh what did i do i had to extend um i was told i couldn't fail her Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that that really made it rough. Um, that's very that's that's crazy. I just I'll, I'm going to step on you here because I, I I teach it at one of my schools and they're very very strict on plagiarism. We get two or three memos each semester with the policy about plagiarism, English and Japanese. Remind the students, and at this school, if the student is caught plagiarizing, they fail not only your class, but every class that they're registered for in the semester. Yeah, I understand that. But I was, I was, it wasn't, let's just, how, how's the best way to put it? When I showed the example of plagiarism, the, per, I, the individual pointed out, um, how well the student had paraphrased other sentences, which indicated a high level of English mm. or something to that effect. So I was told that, right? Mm. That's not a failable thing. And then she did it again. And mm. nothing I could do, nothing I could do. So yeah, um, that was a real exercise in like not manipulating grades because mm. I couldn't manipulate her grade. It would have been wrong. You know, she mm -hmm. came in and her she came in at a sixty, barely made it. But um, the other ones, um, I think what I've done is usually just say, "Excuse me," but there is a minimum level of conduct I expect in my class, 
and you need to meet that minimal level of conduct. And that involves speaking English, minimum levels of participation, which I describe. And I also said there's a certain attitude involved so that, you know, you need to be aware of that. And then I also explained to the students the importance of, uh, you know, um, learning how to work people and, you know, explaining that if you come in and scowl and show me that you hate this class, you really can't expect me to treat you happily. You know, you can't expect me to treat you, you know, as if like everything's fine because there's no consequence. And so I try to turn it into a learning experience as much as possible. And mm -hmm. as you say, I'm better at it. I used to get really upset about that, but I don't do that so much anymore. But it's, it's you know, it's count to 10 first. Yeah, right. yeah, that's yeah, real it's important. Really, really, it's count to ten. I'm not going to say anything and let the student just sit there for you know ten <laughs> seconds while I count and calm down. But yeah, those are always difficult. So you went to the the director, you told them that, and and the director responded positively. Yeah, he says, "Oh, thank you." Yeah, of course, it's because I didn't ask her to do anything. So yeah, thanks for letting her know. Mm -hmm. And um. Uh, I talked a little bit more about the class, and she engineered without me I asking because I, I says, "Well, you know, it's it's exacerbated because of the class that we're in. We're really tight. Um, the, there's like there's thirty four kids in the classroom, and then we're very close." She says, "Oh, well, let me see what I can do." And then she was able. To, she went to somebody else, and she um, got me a classroom change, uh, which may have also made things a little bit better. Because uh, it gives you know a lot more room. Um, interestingly, the the students do not all gravitate to the back of the room. I didn't have to tell them to sit up front. Um, they continue to sit in the front row, and all the other students kind of gather, you know, bunch up comfortably behind them. But you know, I, we switch chairs and in you know, all the time. Um, anyway, but um, that might have changed things too a little bit. Anyway, it changed the general feel of the class. We were not really like sitting on top of each other. And, that so that might have also helped but uh yeah no the director very positive she said you know, you know thank you for letting me know and you know keep me posted to see how things are going so yeah yeah very you know, she's she's good she's 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 a good one mm, that's nice that's nice that yeah. you could get that kind of support from yes yes i want to go back to your plagiarism thing because i have an interesting story for you which i don't think we've, we've we haven't talked about it okay i um uh, I let a kid slide on plagiarism this summer. You did. Hmm. Are you claiming to be a nice guy? No. Okay. Um, I didn't think so. But I'll, but I'll tell you the story. Um, but you you can decide for yourself whether I'm a nice guy or not. Oh, I've already decided. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, he. Uh, this was the, they had to do um, papers, persuasive essays, high level class, high level, high level university. And um, it wasn't blatant. I mean, it, well, it was pretty blatant, but it wasn't like he just like, you know, copy pasted a paragraph. There were sentences and that you just, you know, I was like, okay, this is not, this is not student writing. And, uh, you know, sent, sent him the, you know, response back. says, you know, this is plagiarized zero f for the class. Um, and, uh, he, uh, wrote back and says, yeah, says, I maybe wasn't careful enough with quoting my references. I go, bull, bull hockey. 
Um, but then he said, um, but I would ask you, I, I would like to continue taking your class, even though I don't get credit because I want to really want to improve my English. And I go, you jerk. You said the only Ex thing, that, that would, the uh, only thing that would get you off. <laughs> I says, ah, damn it. You know, there's probably like a Facebook page or a long page <laughs> that says, hey, if Tony Silva catches you plagiarizing, this is what you need to say to him. Right? <laughs> well, they know now if they're listening. <laughs> right. But yeah, so I says, okay, damn it. It's okay, I'll give you a zero for the paper. But I'm not, you know, and if your, your grade comes out, it comes out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And he says, okay, thank you. All right. And, and, and he made it, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, we've talked about plagiarism before. They just don't yeah, get it. Was, uh, it. They just don't get it sometimes. Yeah, September September 2014. That's episode 54. That was uh, the plagiarism episode. Yeah, we've talked a lot about that. So the kid says the right thing to you. You kind of go weak in the knees. Mm. And you say, okay. I mean, that's a really good question is how flexible should we be? How accepting, how forgiving we should be? That's, yeah, and I, I, you know, I wait like the net effect, right? I say, okay, so if I fail them, what are the, you know, okay, if I fail them, what is are the long term results of that going to be? If I let them go, what are the long term results be? I looked at the kid and I think he's probably, um, that probably scare was probably enough for him because he, he, he was, he wasn't a hardened case, right? He's, he was a, he's a good kid. So it seems like, that that probably was sufficient to you know scare him straight, so to speak. Mm. Nothing to do with gender there, but uh, nothing to do with what? I'm sorry. Gender. Oh, okay. Scare straight, right? Oh, 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 oh. oh. <laughs> you mean a preference? You're right, exactly. So, well, you know, all, all the kinds of things people treating homosexuality these days and things scare straight, not not in a gender. Are sense. you are you worried about being politically correct, Tony? I just don't want to be misunderstood. Very well said. <laughs> Very deft of you. That was deft. Yeah. Yeah. That's always is that, is it? That kind of balancing, weighing, you know, if I fail this kid, what's the benefit? Yep. For, you know, and yep. there are sometimes where I look and I, I think, you know, failing this kid is the right thing to do. That's going to teach this, you know, student a lesson. Mm. Sometimes it's just like, no, I'm going to fail you just because, no, you broke the rule and it was clear. And yep. there's just nothing. It doesn't matter if I like you or don't like you or, you know, you're doing well or not doing well. You broke the rule and it clearly said you plagiarized, you failed the class. Right. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I once had a situation where um, something kind of similar happened, or not kind of, but it just reminded me of it. I used to allow students... I had a system, you know how students do their group. Um, when they do presentations, they evaluate each other. And one time I was doing some presentations. I must have talked about this a few years ago. And I saw like a student just walk out before the presentation started. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to just do role again because somebody just left. I need to know who left. Mm -hmm. And then later that day when I checked to see um, and enter the grades for the presentation. Suddenly, the student who had left had presentation marks in, so they had gone home and had submitted it themselves. And that turned into a 
oh. the whole me- right mess. But the the the, the two student, I found another student who did the same thing, but just didn't come to class. So I said to the two students, I said, "You're done. You're finished. You cheated. This is just unacceptable to me. You failed my class. There's nothing you could do." One of the students stands up, walks out, and as they get to the door, they turn around, and the student does a full bow to me. At this point, I'm like, no, 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 don't leave, don't leave, you got it, you, you know, but I couldn't do it. The other mm. student turned into a monster and actually sent me nasty emails, which is, and <laughs> poor student. Oh. No, no, you know, the, the student's just not very bright, obviously, mm. because they sent me an email that, you know, was abusive and insulting and called me stupid and an idiot. And it's like, <laughs> but you, you just did this in an email. Which of course I then forwarded it to, <laughs> and that student got into a lot of trouble, and it caused. Um, I mean, even the dean, the of that faculty, actually uh-huh. attended the meeting when the student apologized to me. That's how serious it was taken. But I think, ugh. but the one student who bowed, I wanted to really give them a second chance. Mm. There's mm. something really true about just being respectful, and you know, if you do something wrong, just kind of go, "Yeah, you got me," mm-hmm. right? No, and I can deal with that, but it's one of the excuses that just uh, can be irritating. So anyways, that's interesting then. You didn't fail the student. Hmm. How are they doing so far? Oh, they're he, doing, he's doing fine now. So he's, he's going to pass yeah. the class. Well, that was in spring. That was spring semester, oh. and he passed. He made it. Oh, he did make it. Okay. And, and this in this semester, he's Oh, that's yeah, why you said over the fine. summer. Okay, he hasn't missed it. a class. He's done homework every week. He's active. He's, he's fine. Okay. All right. Like I said, he wasn't a hard hardened case. He was he was a good he was he's a good kid. You um, know, it's funny. I'm just wanna just mention one thing. One of the things I did tell the graduate students who are writing their master's thesis, master's theses, and I said, most likely you will plagiarize by accident. You will have just not noticed that something's a quote and you'll miss the citation. And I said that you gotta understand that's not an excuse. It's not acceptable. It's not allowed at all. So uh, you s- people have to really be clear that it doesn't matter, I think, whether it's intentional or an unintentional. It's still mm-hmm. considered plagiarism and right. it, and it's a serious breach. Anyway, okay. Anyway, I'm letting uh, just you- a, Just a little uh, little addition there with the, with the plagiarism thing. Um, we've talked about it before i'm sure at some point or another but maybe i'll put a link in the notes uh again that uh the website um citation machine which you probably don't use because you use zotero but uh citationmachine.net is a uh it's a web page that will basically format your citations for you it's kind of like sites you like and yeah, it's just, yeah, those, you, it's, yeah, it's a really, really big time saver, and it's got all the different styles. It's got, you know, Chicago, MLA, whatever, whatever, I APA, whatever, everything, yeah, whatever format you want to use, and it, it, it will you put in just the URL. It'll find the, 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 the website. It'll put the, you know, the author, the title, the, the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It'll also work with um, video. I mean, everything, video, you know, books with multiple so just authors. Just like Zotero, right? Okay, yeah. There's all that, but in recently, I don't know, last year, two, three, um, they've added a feature where you paste your essay into the website and it will find plagiarism. Mm. So you can check your paper for plagiarism before, you know, as I said, it's unintentional or it's by mistake. It's like, well, yeah, here, here's the, here's the test. Paste it in there and see if you can find um, things that are elsewhere on the web, but not uh, correctly quoted. Pretty, pretty good stuff. That's good. Hmm. 
Yeah, and it's so also good for, the, good, good, for the, good, for the, good for the teacher to find it, you know, right. to so throw it you, in there and find it. Do you require your students to submit their work through that first before they um, submit work to you? I, they, for certain classes, proper citation is the requirement of the paper, but whether they use that or not, I don't care. I tell them about it. I says you're 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 foolish if you don't use it because it'll save you hours and it will save you and you won't make mistakes and some students for whatever reason don't use it and their their things are uh, formatted improperly and they lose points. See, I'm thinking it's a really I, I'm going to use that because I will I have a checklist for the students. There are things they have to do, and that's going to be one thing. I'm going to say, okay, now you have to plagiarize. Check your paper, mm -hmm. and you know, when you give me the paper, it's understood that you have done this, right? Mm. That there would be a check thing that they have to check. And so I say, if I find plagiarism, it means that you knew that it was plagiarized. That's a, I'm definitely going to use that. That mm. seems like a nice tool. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. 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 The plagiarism checking, because there's always, what is the other one? Ah, there's a handful of them. Right. The few, um, I think Grammarly also has a plagiarism checker. There's a really, might... really big one. Though I forget the name, um, it's used at some schools. They pay uh, money to they pay money to the yeah. It's a, it's a pay it's a paid thing. And then all the papers get submitted through that site. Um, I forget mm. the name. God, what is it? Mm. I don't remember. I can't remember things as well as I used to. That's for mm. sure. Mm. What were we talking about? <laughs> okay, so that's an interesting thing. We put that into the show notes for sure. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. What's next? Oh, um, something completely different. Sounds like Monty Python. Kind of interesting. It's, it's one of those these Japan things, and I, I hope this doesn't hit too close to home. For who? Um, but <laughs> for you, <laughs> you sir. Um, oh, thank you for taking. One of the things about Japan <laughs> that that always it, it always surprises me when it comes up. This is a discussion class, and we're talking about. Um, friendship actually and, and friends helping friends and limits and what do you do when you've got a problem and who do you consult and it bleeds into like you know do you go to your friends do you go to your family and uh um <clears throat> came up in, the, in a couple of the groups about um the number of daughters who hate their fathers here oh gee thanks tony <laughs> I told you. I hope it didn't get too close to home. But it's amazing no, how many how so. many of their students hate their fathers. It's like the the, fun, the funny thing that uh, came up this week. This is like when they were talking with again pretty high level students. It's like, well, how about you, how about your clothes? Will you, you let you wash your clothes to the same same load as your father's? And one girl says, "Yeah, no problem." And goes like, "No, no way." <laughs> I've heard about this. I've heard about this. <clears throat> Yeah, it's funny. I've heard about this, Tony. Hmm. I haven't seen it. No, I not think... at home. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm fortunate. When you're I... safe, huh? You're safe. I think I'm. I'm reasonably sure about that. I, when I come home, you know, there's always the "Hey, Dad," and it's not, you know, no contact, and we talk. And I think, I mean, my daughter, of course, naturally, you know, has issues with things about me. And I'm sure of she's course. quite observant. She's a in teenager. The, their, well, no, actually, I think some of her observations are quite legitimate. Mm. Mm. I think I mentioned that on this one trip that I just took with her, that she called me out on something that 
really, really hurt. Uh, it was it was insightful. It was straightforward, and it was a real good call that required me to really recalibrate my behavior towards um, my brother. Uh, she just said that I was not mm. very nice, and uh, so it's not just being a teenager. I'm saying that I think that her criticisms are legitimate most of the time and i'm always surprised actually so that's your that's your reward for doing a good job huh yeah yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> you raised the good you raised the good one not now suffer the consequences <laughs> yeah. well it, it it definitely hurt but um some friend of mine i don't even know what a friend that somebody pointed out and they said it's pretty cool that your daughter felt that the, you know she could say that to you knowing that there wouldn't be any repercussions to her absolutely so yeah it felt really good but i just mentioned it in the sense that um it's not just being a teenager because the funny thing is is that when she does do real teenager stuff i'm like oh it's like whoa whoa you, you, she really is a teenager i forget uh, i'm pretty <laughs> lucky i'm pretty lucky my kid's pretty amazingly cool and good and I think I've said many times that my wife, my child, and my wife are proof that God loves me. But since I'm agnostic, it doesn't really matter. But anyway, <laughs> um, okay. So I'm always surprised at that too. I'm surprised when I ask students, "What does your father do?" or "What's your father's birthday?" or "What's your mother's birthday?" Oh, they never know. They have a lot no of kids idea. don't even know. They, a lot of kids don't even know what their father does for a living. Right. Exactly. And I wonder whether that's because the kid's not interested or the father's not communicating. Or a combination God, of both. Got me. I don't know yeah. how that works. Yeah, I, I got. Have, I, got, I got another one for you with the father stuff. Okay, go. This, and this is this is the other end. Is of this the Father's spectrum. Day? Is this Father's Day? No, okay. no. Okay, this, go this for one, it. This one's borderline creepy, and this is also um one of those only in Japan things. Okay. And it's weird. And it's weird even for Japan. Okay, so let me get my safety and belt. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, put your safety belt for this one. Um. And this came up a few years ago, and again, high-level discussion-type class. And it came up twice in the year, uh, the same girl. It's only one. Um, and she was very proud about it. She says, my, my friends all think I'm weird. You know, she, she get called me and said, my friends all call me weird. Because well, they're talking about this. And I go, well, Why? And she says, well, I still take a bath with my father. Uh, and I, the first time it came, I was like, uh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> and I says, well, that's probably not common, is it? Does okay, Tony, Tony, I don't even, no, no, no. <clears throat> okay, go ahead. That's all I said. And, and I moved on. And you moved on. Uh, <clears throat> Whereas, you know, of course, you know, where we come from, um, this is freshman, 17. But she said all her friends think she's weird. So she, yeah. So and it's not common, I guess. It's not common, in that, but... but uh, I, I, in in the United States, I think if you were a you'd teacher, have you'd have that, to report right? that. You'd be I'd required report by law legally. to report that. Yes. Yeah. What did Over you, here? Ah. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? I've reported a couple of things, and then they've said fine, and then nothing happened. Mm. In fact, one time I reported something, and I was told, you know, leave it alone. That was kind of weird. But I didn't, which caused me a lot of 
grief and trouble, but I think it helped mm. the, the student involved. It's funny how that goes, huh? Yeah, the, the, whoever, you know, you're a troublemaker. You're making problems. <laughs> you know, I don't know how many times, talk about in Japan, where uh, there's this, <laughs> I know this one instance where I was at a university and a, a another professor told me the story that he was driving to school and got cut off by a car, a really dangerous move that required mm. him to slam on his brakes and he almost lost control of the car. I think it's it's winter time. It's up in Hokkaido. Um, and you can imagine slamming on your brakes in the snow, sure. right? Anyway, he sees that the student's going up to the school, it's the, or the car's going up to the school, and that the car actually goes into the parking lot. So he follows the kid and says, hey, yells at the kid, and the kid run, starts running away. So he runs after the kid, and finally he catches the kid and says, hey, show me your ID. And the kid's saying, no, I'm not going to. So he says, show me your ID or something. And finally the student shows the ID. The professor walks over, goes to the office, says, hey, you, this, this student literally um, – almost caused an accident. This was really dangerous driving. Something needs to be done. And they said, okay, fine, thank you. They wrote down the name of the student or whatever. And he, as he tells the story, he says, 15 minutes later, three people from the office come to his office and say, excuse, uh, you know, excuse us, but uh, we just noticed that you're listed as taking the bus to school, not driving your car. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. <laughs> I, right? I mean, and that's just not even surprising after you've lived here for a no, while. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not at all. So, yeah, of course. Think about it. That of they actually, rather than just going and dealing with the student, they actually said, well, let's look at this teacher's transportation. Mm. Or somebody may have said, wait, I think this person takes the bus. Mm. What? Who would do that? Anyway. Day. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, I'm always amazed at how if you point something out for being wrong, you get into trouble. Hmm. That, that and there's happen. there's a penalty for it. But yep. that's also like being a whistleblower in America, too. We see this a lot. Yeah, sure. And I think it's no sure. different. I think it's just the, the what would you call it, the threshold mm. is so the much lower here. For, and, and how, right? I, mean, I guess maybe even being here for so long, we maybe have a, uh, not instinctive, but a learned sense of how when to do it how to do it and how persistently to do it or how strongly to do it that maybe we don't have here and we we do it wrong well just ask the former chairman of nissan there you go <laughs> yeah, we should talk about that one that's a real interesting situation yeah well taxes that's just stupid it's not taxes about. though i think no, it was tax. I think it was tax. No, I think it was reporting to. It was. Um, he wasn't. He wasn't reporting his income to 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 to, to um, for the stock exchange or something. I didn't see it as as I haven't seen the word tax evasion yet well, used one time. I, I, I thought the first the first I, I remembered his text. Maybe I read it wrong. I don't know, but have you heard tax evasion mentioned at all? I I, I, I after the initial story, I just stopped. Okay, right, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, well, I was just, I was talking with my wife about how, you know, I, I, I don't remember any time since I've been in Japan where a executive has done something wrong and then the next executive has gone up on television and trashed the person. Never. This is a first. This is really, really a first. So uh, 
I think there's some interesting things going on, but talk about uh, stories. Anyway, yes, being in Japan for a while. So what's next on the agenda? Uh, this is, I got, I got something that's safe to talk about. <laughs> safe? And, 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 and safe, and it's maybe interesting. Uh, safe and interesting. Let's do that. So um, this is uh, comes from an intercultural communication class that I have been teaching since forever. Um, and I really enjoy it because... A lot of the things that we do in class, that we that we learn in class, um, are things that we don't learn anywhere else. And we learned some new things. And this was kind of a new thing. Um, most people know, anybody who's here, uh, in general, in Japanese, you know, we, we use family names a lot longer with the honor, honorific suffixes, suffices. Um, and uh, in English, except for the British, uh, we tend to fairly quickly switch to first names, given names, and uh, Americans, I guess maybe we do it most quickly, probably first introduction. You know, hi, my name is Tony Silva, call me Tony. Um, but, the, and everybody knows that, and that's part, it's like, oh yeah, okay. But, it was, this was a student question. Because, well, why? I'll tell you, I, you, know, they under, you know, I understand about the first names, things, but why? Um, I can in the news. Do I hear or I see, read just Obama or just Trump? Mm -hmm. I go, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> and I says, well, those people have like a title, and so when we talk about them formally. It would be President Obama. Um, and so when we want to get, you know, when we try to make that shorter, we can't just say president because he's no longer president, but he's still called president. We just use the last name. I said, ah, I wasn't satisfied with that answer. But then I started, and I thought about it all the way home. So this was just last Friday. And, um, and I realized, well, isn't it funny that, yeah, in this, in English, um, it's, it's Dylan. It's not Bob. It's Jordan. It's not Michael Jordan. It's Hemingway. It's Hemingway. Yeah, Faulkner. And in, and in Japan, very often, they use the first names for celebrities. Utada Hikaru is Hiki. Comedian Hitoshi, Hiroshi. And uh, we, 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 I brought it back to the class again you know, this week, yesterday. And I was like, you guys got any ideas? <laughs> so why would this be? And they go, eh. and I said, they did. They said, well, I don't know if it's true. I said, no. So I opened up a web page and I said, you know, Japanese celebrities. So here we go. All these celebrities are only known by their first names, and they were models, and they were singers, and actors, and they're going, oh yeah, I guess so. But isn't that weird? That often in Japan we use just the first names for celebrities, and in English we use just the last names. Whereas in our conversation. We do the opposite. You know, I'm not sure. I don't know enough about Japanese popular culture. Me, me too. That's and, I, and I'm banned from watching TV in my house. Mm. I'm banned because of. That's uh, probably a good thing. Yeah, because of my comments. Yeah, uh -huh. uh, yeah. I, I know. I know. I don't. It, it's good for me too not to watch Japanese TV. Oh yes, it's good for me. But I didn't think of it that way. I do know that I try to always say President Obama, President Bush, as much as possible, President Trump, just because uh, I think that that title is important for respecting the office. I think. Yeah, I just call him the current president. I don't use his name. And it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. But yeah, it is an office that needs to be respected. Mm -hmm. Wish he would do that. But. Um, mm -hmm. 
I think it started with Richard Nixon, that he was one of the first presidents where people would just say Nixon rather than President Nixon. Hmm. I don't know. I can't really confirm that. But yeah, in Japanese, because you'd always say, they'd always say President Trump or President Obama, right? They'd always have the honorific afterwards. Sure. Yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, it goes beyond the, the politics, though. It's the same thing in like acting. It's Nicholson, Streep. Except for the really famous ones. Right? Hitchcock. Um, I can't think of any that we use their first names. Well, hold on. Bruce. If you're writing an article, Bruce, you might like, you're like Bruce, Nesquare. I can Neil. see them calling him Jack. Nicholson, they call him Jack, maybe. Right, Jack. I mean, famous people. Springsteen's Bruce, Neil Young. Ah, Bruce. Neil, right? When you say, hey, you know, I heard a really good Neil album. Don't you think? Yeah, but yeah, Neil, yeah, almost him. It's always like two names, right? It's always Neil Young. Neil Young. No, Neil I Young. think amongst, amongst people I know, it's always Neil. Neil? I think it's just Neil. Actors. I Lennon? Can't... Lennon, McCartney? Well, sometimes Paul. Yeah. <clears throat> Mick. Ringo. 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 There's only Ringo. one yeah, Ringo. Here we go. Star, that's for sure. You always say Ringo. Nobody ever says star. So no one says star. Star. Right. That's a so that's an interesting thing. I never didn't think about that. I know that. Yeah, Ichido, it's a fun Ichido, class. It's a Ichido fun Ichido class. Actually had Ichido, to, there you go. He had to he had actually had to petition the major league huh. to allow him to have his first name on uh. his jersey because his argument was that he's a it's a brand. He's a brand. He's the only. Huh. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, if you think about it, huh. the only Major League Baseball player who has his first name on the back because mm -hmm. it should be Suzuki, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, except for the Yankees. They I have, wish I'd have thought of Ichiro. That would have closed my argument. Yes. Which would have closed your argument? Ichiro. Ichiro. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. could. Well, it's, but there's I no know, other baseball is, player that's referred to that way, is it? Is there? I don't think so. You know, I, I, I think anybody like like, you know. Ruth, Mantle, well, Maris. Well, I'm thinking in Japanese. My guess is, and it's not exactly the most positive analysis, is that celebrities use it as a way to create some kind of familiarity and bonding with their fans. Mm, mm. An artificial way to create closeness because it's only... Yeah, that's, that's what the students were trying to say. Yeah. I think so. I th yeah, I think it's a little <clears throat> bit of a, a manipulative thing. Yeah, but, but interesting, huh? That's an interesting observation. I mean, it's always nice when students do add something like that, ask questions like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was. And safe. I got. To, I have. Yeah, I have. Yeah, it was an, an interesting too. I think. I think it's, it's kind of fun. I have like one failure by design thing, but I think rather than end on that negative note, maybe just wrap it up. <laughs> Unless you got something, because <laughs> mine's pretty depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to go there. You got something? Uh, it's just the end of the year, um, and not not really anything standing out. I, I just trying to figure out where things are going and what's going to happen and how to improve and how to make things better and what I want to do, what I want to learn, the, what kind of things to discover. So nothing really in particular. Um, I'm still kind of going back to the becoming more comfortable, not losing one's temper 
so to speak. That uh, thinking about that more and more. That Zen ideal, huh? Just well, you know, get into the groove. <laughs> I, I, I said to my wife, I said, you know, I need you to write something in Japanese. I have to put it on the website so all the students can read it. And it's going to say something to the effect of in Japanese that my blood pressure is more important than, <laughs> than I like it. Your, you know, your being able to do the, the least amount of work or your comfort. But I think it's an important thing because, um, okay, I'll end it on this note. This is this thing I'm dealing with, which is that more and more, I think, and I don't know why this is happening, but I've seen this pattern, or I believe that there's a pattern, that the students really do believe that there are no consequences for their actions. That students, I think they really feel like they can be unfriendly. Like, for example, I was walking away from the classroom it was about to begin i'd set up all my stuff and i thought okay i'll go to the restroom real quickly and a student who's coming into the class just completely ignored me in the hallway even though well, you're, I, yes it's some, something that that gets me that gets me yeah yep. and i was i was really amazed because it's right before class and you know it always reminds me of uh, the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy um you've read that i think no, but I know it of oh, it, of okay. course. In The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, they talk about the stupidest creatures in the universe who are convinced that if they can't see you, you can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> and every time a student doesn't look at me in that kind of situation, I always think of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And that really got my goat. So I came back to class, and that was my opening talk to students, where I said, excuse me, but you know, maybe you don't understand or you don't know, but your professors do recognize a lot of you. And when you walk past us in the hallway, ignoring us without even a nod of your head or recognizing that we're there, which is not something you would ever do to the seniors in your social club, what's called circles here, or your team members, they would never, ever do that. And I said, you know, do you really think you can do that without it having some kind of effect on somebody and then forcing that person to have to balance the emotional reaction? And, you know, I'm really trying to deal with how much of that is really my responsibility to explain that to them. I'm not sure. I don't think anyone else is teaching them this. I know pretty sure that nobody else is insisting that they always say, thank you, you're welcome, excuse me, please, would you excuse me, please, for example, here you are. I'm pretty sure I'm the only person I know, professor I know, who's really insistent about teaching the manners, especially in English. And that's something I'm really trying to balance, as is, is how important is that? Is that part of my responsibility? Or should I just say, hey, you know what? It's just life. That's how they are. Who cares? So that's something I'm dealing with right now, and I'm gonna. That's my goal is to resolve. Yeah, it. that's a that's a yeah that that, that, that 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. Well, funny funny anecdote to to close it off. Okay. This is a um, reading writing class, and uh, they're getting their first test, a midterm test, and uh, they, you know, I explained both on their web page and in classes. Okay, you're going to have to identify mistakes in, in these. In this short story, you're going to have to write a um, topic sentence. You're going to have to identify a sentence that's out of order. There's going to be a few vocabulary questions. You're going to have to summarize a, a passage, and there'll be some content questions on an outside reading. And it's okay. Any questions? 
nothing, of course. Crickets. It's like, okay, so you guys have a test next week, and so you're confident, and you can do everything. And no one has any questions. You're sure? Nobody's got any questions. I know where this is going. <laughs> one, of, one of the guys finally, you know, his hand kind of slowly, shakily comes up. And he says, all right, good. All right, man. Excellent. He says, everybody say thank you because he's going he's gonna to ask a question that's going to help everybody out. The question, where are the answers? <laughs> uh. Is that precious or what? <laughs> uh, Can't I mean, top that. <laughs> you know, that's really true. I cannot top that. I mean, where do you go from there? And I mean, at that point, it's like, okay, there's no, I'm not even going to bother saying anything to you because you obviously do not get it. <laughs> but you know how is right that's that's the vocalization of the kid you were kid you were talking about who just isn't present at the beginning mm. right <laughs> uh that's okay let's end it on that note tony <laughs> let's end it on that note happy, there we go happy end of the year happy holidays happy thanksgiving merry christmas mm. happy new year um happy japanese new year chinese new year every possible new year every possible holiday that comes up Winter solstice. Yeah. Have I covered everything? I'm uh, no. sure you I've, have. I've missed uh, everything, but I'm not going to worry about it. That's so, the key. <laughs> that is that's the theme of the show. Don't worry about it. Yeah. What is it? It's uh, what um John John Mellencamp in one of his songs where he says, "I have worried about many things, most of which did not come to pass." Hmm. Yeah. I have I have a, a wonderful student who um went off to graduate school and I actually teach at that school. I teach the graduate class. I was taking my class and uh, one of these really, really super smart people who just doesn't have confidence. That's super, super smart. And she worries about a lot. So I, I required her to memorize that line. <laughs> like, Hey, oh, what's the line anyway? Okay, Tony. Let's, Excellent. Let's wrap it up. So I'm Charles Wiz. Tony Silva. And there have been two teachers talking about I'm not sure what. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At twoteacherstalking.com. We're on iTunes. You can find us pretty much anywhere. And if you're listening, you've already found us. So, Tony, have a good holiday season. And see you, you too. See you and uh, your family and all your dear ones and everybody. And everybody out there, huh? Happy holidays. All our listeners Christmas and everybody, Christmas. have a happy holidays and hope that uh, it all works out to be a really nice uh, December. And um, we'll be back on the air for January, right? There we go. Okay. Thanks, Tony. See ya. Mm-hmm. Bye.